Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Arun Srinivasan is here. Tapping in for Avery, who at the time of this recording is probably getting ready to be on the red carpet for the Hockey Hall of Fame ceremony, mm. which is on a, a Monday. So that will have already happened by the time you get to this. Omar and Sam are also here. Um, we need to deal with a very weird elephant in the room, people. Uh, for those watching on video, uh, Omar is wearing a Boston Bruins shirt. That is not like our friend uh, Omar. It's very, very weird. Omar, yeah. why are you wearing a Bruins shirt? Um, before I get into this, I just want to let everyone know that I am in so much pain right now watching like through the Zoom thing. I can see myself and I can see that I am wearing this shirt um, and I'm in so much pain. You know, my eyes fans and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Habs and the Habs and, and, and Bruins have had a lot of robberies and, you know, Sam. You know, <laughs> um, Sam but, is going to suffer enough today. Don't do that. Um, but the reason why I am wearing this is because um, so recently I've been fundraising uh, for Easter Seals, an organization that uh, helps kids with physical disabilities. Um, and I had my own page on Steve Dangle's team. And I said, hey, if I was able to reach my goal, I will wear a Boston Bruins shirt for every video appearance that I am on uh, over the last week. So I was able to hit my goal. That was awesome. I think overall, um, over $500,000 is reached uh, for Easter Seals, which is great. It's a fantastic amount of money. So a lot of kids are going to be helped, which is awesome. Um, and mm -hmm. yeah, and I've been wearing this Boston shirt. I wore it on Game Over uh, with Sam. That was cool. I wore it during In the Mention. So when you see that, and I'm talking about the Leafs in a Boston Bruins jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and now um, for the final <laughs> appearance um, on Zone Time. So um, it's it's definitely – it sucks because I don't like Boston considering all the things that happened. But, you know, it's for a good cause. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, it, it's able to help help Easter Seals. So that's awesome. So were you in the uh, the charity game that happened afterward with, like, Eric Lindros and James Myrtle and Dangle and all them boys? Uh, I wasn't there. I was there last year, but I didn't, get, I didn't end up going this year. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, it looked like uh, Dangle's team won in the end. Uh, but, uh, and hey, yeah. they got the opportunity to play with Eric Lindros. Yeah, who is huge in person. Like, yes. Like, you like you think about NHL players with the first time I saw it, because I went last year, and it's just like, <laughs> you're just like, like looking up, looking up at him. So, it, so it's great. It's an amazing tournament, and it's been for an amazing cause. So it was awesome. Absolutely. So it is worth it, uh, even though uh, you are unfortunately suffering wearing the Boston Bruins shirt. You did mention the crossover show you had with uh, with Sam yeah. on uh, the SDPN. How did that go? I tuned in for that. That was really fun. That was really fun. Thanks for jumping on, Omar. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was it was a nice little blend of crossover, like a lot of fun and jokes and like, you know, Sam just talking about the Canucks, which she loves to do and 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 uh yes, and, i love talking about the canucks the, the, so so this this is okay so you know when like something happens and then people try and then people describe it in different ways because we all see things in different lenses right so like if you like yeah. sc like scrape your arm like to one person it can just be like a you know a small little scrape but for other person other people it can be like a full on like your your forearm is gone or whatever so this entire time every time on zone time you know sam talks about how bad the canucks are <laughs> and and stuff and i had and i had never i hadn't watched a full canucks game in the longest time but my goodness are the canucks bad like holy like one thing i noticed oh, no. and, we, and we talked about this we talked about this in the recording is that the Leafs have been really struggling trying to generate scoring at five on five because 
they've been figured out. Like people know what they do in the offensive zone. Like they clog up the middle, they cover Matthews as much as possible. So they stop those cross ice passes. So it's really difficult to score. And that's why for Matthews specifically, he's only been able to get a lot of goals right now on the power play. So I'm watching the Canucks just give Matthews so much space. Like he had like a full diamond of room. He had like, like, like three grade a chances, like in a row, he could easily could have had a hat trick if it wasn't for Martin. And then like in the third period, like Kerfoot and Tavares are like playing hot potato and no one's covering him. So I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh my God, Sam was right. They're brutal, man. Like they're, they're bad. Like they are bad. Like, yeah, they can score goals, but my God, like even like the, the former Leafs curse thing didn't even apply. I didn't notice Ilya McKayev once. He's on the top line. How much does he make? Like four, four and a half? I didn't notice him once. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah, man. They, they, man, man. They, they, they panned to Jeremy Rutherford after like the second goal. Man, man. They fired Jim. Bruce. Ru- I think you mean Jim, it. Jim Rutherford, not Jeremy Rutherford. Literally, Jeremy literally, Rutherford's my, col- my colleague in St. Louis. I, I don't want him to get fired. I don't right, want him yeah. to get disciplined anyway. I can't speak for Jim. But my God, man. I still like, think this... the funniest thing about that game, though, is uh, I don't know why it stands out to me so much. Like, I know Matthew's got a lot of space, but I will never forget Pierre Engwell just having so much space before his goal that he's standing there tapping yeah, his stick on the ice. I was like, that was what wild. is happening here? And then Jordy Ben scored. I When I saw Jordy Ben in the lineup, I was like, we're screwed. We lost. That's it. What's wrong man with Jordy Ben? Former, former the Canuck. Net. In front former of the Canadian net, he scored. Yeah, for yeah, former Canuck. There's, like, nothing, there's nothing wrong with Jordy Ben, but he's just like the definition. He's a definition of like replacement level player. Like he is just an NHL player. Yeah, yeah he did not and, bring Jordy Ben onto the lineup to score goals, and the man scored the game Jordy winner. Ben would probably be a top four defenseman on the Canucks. I mean, like my takeaway from the game too is sort of what you guys are saying. It's like I'm just looking from the Leafs fans' point, and like the Leafs played like a C plus game at best and one. Like, I walked out, I'm not going to lie, after the Canucks took a 2 nothing lead, like, I stormed out of my house to go to a friend's house to catch the rest of the game. Yeah, I was I pissed. Were lose. And I needed, I needed some breathing space, because I was like, it would just be an indictment on the least to lose to a Canucks team that seemed so poorly organized. And yeah, like, to, it did seem evident they were just giving a ton of space to at least four to five and five. Like, I guess that was, like, really noticeable. But yeah, like, I don't know, the sky isn't falling in Toronto anymore, that's for sure. It's not how it was two weeks ago, but I think had they lost to the Canucks, it'd be like, oh no, time time to pull out, <laughs> time to pull all the stops again, or all the options on the table in Toronto. That would have been a bad loss. Yeah. But they didn't play particularly well and still got the win, still got a comeback win. Yeah, but like the but the Canucks, man. I mean, I, I I it seems like according to the schedule, uh, I won't get to see the Canucks in person until December fourteenth. And I hate to break it to everybody, I do not have a good feeling that Bruce Boudreaux will still be coaching that team by December 14th. It's a waste of a fire. It's a, it's a waste. It's a waste of a fire. And it makes I no agree. sense. And you need you just need to you just need to again ask yourself what do you want to be as a team? If you're actually like the realm of trying to be good is gone. They're fourth last in the freaking league. You know what I saw this morning? What'd I saw see? a clip of Connor Bedard. Looks pretty sick. Ah. He has 42 points, I think, in like 18 games. Yeah, stupid. Tank, it's done. Like, forget it. Like, like, just give up. Give up. Stop, stop trying to win. Keep Bruce. Ride the season out. Finish at the very least, if it's not Bedard, to Sam's point, Sam's bringing this up every time I made the same joke. You're guaranteed a good player. You're guaranteed like a franchise changing player. Stop it. If you're good, stop it. Arizona, I don't know what the heck you're doing. Chicago, I don't know what you're doing. Please keep doing it. Please keep winning. Who else? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I saw the standings like the, oh, recently. Um, who else? Uh, the Canadians okay, are in a wild card it. spot. Why? Why? What are you doing? They, they're 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 trusting you. They're young players. Seattle's in a playoff spot. Why? Why? <laughs> I, don't I feel like some of these things are gonna crash back down to earth, right? Like it's someone will, it, right? Like you know, like the margins of some of the standings are like the difference of like a game or two. That is so, true. Yeah, it's very close in the central. I'm just looking at it now. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I looked at the central division standings today, and it's like there's a chance that like the first place Jets will be in fifth by the end of the week. So, like, I'm not. I'm. We'll get to those it. Jets later mm-hmm. on. In the show. Yeah. yeah. But man, yeah. So back to the Canucks. Just freaking commit. Like you're firing Bruce for no reason. Again, yeah, you're gonna what is, you're What's waiting. the point? What are you gonna like? What are you gonna do? Who are you gonna hire? 
who's going to make a difference, right? Like Boudreaux is one of the fastest to 600 wins in the Mm -hmm. league. Mm -hmm. He's a good coach. He has the right temperament. Like he's, he's handling this as best as he can. Like I actually, (laughs) I actually can't wrap my head around someone continuing to have as much grace and like good humor as he has had, notwithstanding continuing to lose, notwithstanding having an absolutely like crap roster given to him, notwithstanding Jim Rutherford dragging him every public opportunity he gets, which I think is deeply unprofessional. Like who wants to come work here? Mm-hmm. It just seems like they're like looking, I'll defer to you, Sam, but it just seems like they're looking for like within the fan base, they're looking for a pitchfork. Like people were like piling on like Kuzmenko, who I don't think is a problem either. Like, do you think that's just sort of it? Whether like the frustrations are mounting so high that someone has to get the axe, or is there more to it than that? Because like we know what the Canucks are, they're not a very talented team. I think but... there's like a very interesting dynamic here where there have there have been a lot of fans who for the last few years have been like people who say this team is bad. People who say this team is not a contending team are just super negative. Uh, you guys are just downright. You're not real fans. Like this is a good core. This is a good team. You just have to have patience for what Benning's built to like be put together, like for it to all come together. The pieces are there. They're going to contend. They'll be good. And I think that there's another sizable contingent of people who have been like, this team is not, well-constructed this team is bad they should have blown it all up and actually done a proper rebuild not like accidentally drafted Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes etc etc um and so there's like a very interesting dynamic where I think the people who have said they're bad are now like yeah well we told you they were bad like this is not surprising like who are you like what are you going to do at this point you've already you fired the GM last year you have a new president you have a new GM you have a new coach problems are still the same like you went and signed jt miller despite rutherford saying this is not a well-built team like none of the moves actually make any sense so like what's at this point i think for that contingent of fans until you get a clearly communicated plan it doesn't really matter what you do like do whatever we're just going to live the same eight years over and over again but i think for the people who thought they were really good and it was all going to come together and like things were getting better. I think they're going through that period of like realization where you're like really upset and really angry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the stages of grief. Yeah. And so I think for those people, they're like, yeah, fire this person, fire that person. Cause they haven't gotten to the point of like, Oh wait, shit, we've already done all of this before. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, like literally last year, like literally last year we were talking about the Vancouver Canucks, like looking to get rid of Travis Green. And then they hired Bruce. Like, this is not like, oh, man, you know, they've been good for so long. And this is them hitting the bottom well, of the floor. This genuinely, legit happened last year. Genuinely, people were like, well, Bruce Boudreaux took over the same roster and they won a 107-point pace. It's like, yeah, it's a new coach bump. It happens to every team. Also, you I, can, wa- I you really want to pace yeah. to – you can manipulate pace for your point at, at any time too, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much, like, in the room they blame what's going on on goaltending. I'm really curious because like that's just so like that Thatcher Demko's deal is like what he's making five over five over five or something like yeah. that. So like going into this year, they probably thought, okay, this is our guy. This is going to be our person who's going to lead us. And he hasn't been as good. And I, I really wonder if like management sitting in the office saying, well, you know what, if he had good goaltending, we would have been fine. And that is if what they had is good goaltending. They'd be what they were last year, which is a borderline team who would finish in 14 to 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This That's, is they they fell Demko, in love. Demko covered up a lot of their flaws by playing out of his mind last year. Markstrom did the same when he was here. The problem mm-hmm. is not, I mean, the goaltending is a problem. He has not been good, but their problems run way deeper than that. Yeah, they fell in love with some pieces, man. Like they should they should have they should have moved Miller when they had the chance. Well, I and wonder like, if there's any resentment still can, for JT Miller. Can, but, but sorry. I was. I want to know. You mentioned about any resentment or any ill feelings about Thatcher Demko. What about for JT Miller, the guy who just signed up for all that money and started off the year being on the ice for so many goals, and also in that Canadians game, for whatever reason, had that puck in front of the net and decided to just give it away on a freebie to Kirby Doc. I mean, he like, doesn't know what defense is. He's a guy like, that they thought was a one C who doesn't play any defense. I don't like. No disrespect. He's a winger. Me. Look, he's a winger. Yeah. No disrespect, but like if people are gonna 
I'm not saying I'm not trying to project how people are generally feeling in the Vancouver Canucks locker room. But if somebody has a bone to pick with Thatcher Demko, who has, as Sam has mentioned, has done his best to try to mask the the issues with this team, it just the the stats aren't there. I don't know if I'm getting mad at Thatcher Demko first. Like, God damn it, he did as much as he could to cover up this team. No wonder he's he's not playing as well now. He's tired. JT Miller, you have all that money now. What are you doing? The problem with Miller is Miller is still a point per game player, right? Like he's he's yeah, on a point yeah. per game pace. The problem is I think he's been like I think he's got something like eleven or twelve goals against and six or seven goals for. <laughs> so it's like he's his defensive liabilities are outweighing him being a point per game player, which is a massive problem for a guy who's supposed to be a one C. Like that was how they paid him. Stay the course, lose. Get Bo Horvat as make him feel as good as possible, so he continues scoring at the pace he's scoring at. Oh yeah, get right. A hole, yeah, he's get still a hole at the deadline. You get another first round pick in a deep draft, and then you use this draft as a building point to move forward. Like they they can't. I don't know. Like like we're we're talking as as we're talking as if this is what they're gonna do, but like they have to use this year as like a building point for the future, and they have to just cut your losses with this year it's not it's not going to happen just let it write write it out okay you have jc miller signed for however long i don't even know if a team would i don't even know if a team would do that has that ever happened before has a has a team ever traded a player like who had a pending extension ascension i i don't i don't recall that ever happening i can't that did exactly yeah it doesn't i can't think of a name off they have to move him this year or they're screwed i don't i don't know Cause like what it goes up to eight, until uh, when? Eight million seven years. Man, when it goes off the, are the Canucks gonna have to retain salary on that? <laughs> ah, maybe they might Probably. have to. Holy, yeah. what's the nature yeah, of this? Ah, oh, oh wow, one two. So a full no move in the first four years. Oof. Oh yeah, they're in trouble, man. Damn, you sound all that money, tro- and then you have to be like. Hey JT, um, you want to wave that NMC for us? Holy! <laughs> I, I'm old enough to remember a former Canucks front office guy telling Canucks fans that they had just signed their best player to seven by eight million, and they should. I think the quote was, uh, "Relax and enjoy." <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. That's so. That's bad. the only thing you can do. Oh no! Uh, one other thing I want to mention before we move off the Vancouver Canucks, uh, Sam uh, took to Twitter yes uh, on Sunday to ask <laughs> a very very important question. So apparently on December first, twenty twenty one, so last year, uh, the Canucks had seven wins. As of this recording, they have uh, four wins to their tally. She wants to know. Uh, will they? How many games they will win? Uh, will they match the number of wins they've had on December first? She put out this uh, poll asking, uh, you know, how many wins do you think they'll have? Could it be five wins, six wins, seven wins, or eight wins? My vote is six. I think they'll have six wins on December first. I see them winning two of their next, I think, seven games before December first. Hold yeah. on. Who are they gonna beat? Like, yeah, yeah. I need to look at the schedule first before I make. So it, it's uh, it it's Buffalo. Ooh. LA, yeah. no, Vegas, Colorado, three, okay. Vegas, Four. San Jose, Washington. Yeah, it's five losses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's straight Ooh. up. That's straight up five losses. Straight up. At least. Straight up. Straight up. Kings loss. Vegas loss. Colorado loss. Vegas again loss. Washington. You might get like a shootout win there. Who knows? But like, even like Why Buffalo, not? Buffalo like isn't horrible. They're not like as great as they were before, but they're not like horrible. They can still like win a game as they can in San Jose. You know, Eric Carlson's freaking snapped, but like, yeah, that's San, San, bad their, too. San Jose is their best chance at a win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh mm. man, actually, Ooh. actually, actually, I have a question. Actually, mm. I feel like San. I mean, I know it's very early, but that San Jose game. Shouldn't Canucks fans root for San Jose to win that game? Because uh, you mentioned all these teams that are not doing well in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. You know who also happens to be in that 
The San Jose Sharks do. Sharks are and bad. I don't know how I don't know how Canucks fans feel. Actually, you know what? I saw a few of them respond to me today. You know, if there's one thing that's going to be worse than the Canucks enduring a season they've endured, it's a division rival winning out on Connor Bedard and having to deal with him for the next how many years? I'm okay with that. I think the Canucks should root for the Sharks in that game. I don't want Bedard in the East. I don't. I don't care where he goes. I don't want him in the East. If he goes to Ottawa, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm with oh him with god. Dude, Connor Bedard Dude, Connor Bedard on an Ottawa Senators team. Stop. Owned Stop. by Ryan Reynolds, Stop. the Senators would be the coolest Stop. team in the National Hockey League. Stop. That's impossible. Like that's that's that doesn't even register. <laughs> that's in, impossible. In the, do you know what? Senators. Do you know cool? how brutal that would also like, be though? On, because nah, like, Ryan Ryan Reynolds is from Vancouver. Yes, he is. And so is yes, Connor Bedard. The Canucks yes, were Connor Bedard's favorite team growing up. Tyler Mott is his favorite player. Oh, like there would be so true. many salty Canucks fans in that situation too. How much of that oh, mod quote is man. pandering, though, for real? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the right guy for, like, hockey guys will eat that quote up. But, like, how much of that is, is actually true? Well, I mean, yeah, because he said he grew up in, like, Reynolds grew up in, like, Vanier or whatever. Like, okay, he wants, he wants his damn team. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, his team. But, like, he wants to own the team. I get it. Oh, my if God. If you had all that money in your room and you were trying to buy the Buffalo Bills, you'd do everything you can to say you're a working <laughs> park. <laughs> if I had what, several billions of dollars and try to buy the bills? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would try to buy the bills. <laughs> like, what would you do with Bill? What would If you were a billionaire, Arun, what would you do? What would, what, would you buy would, a sports team? I would buy Twitter. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> I, uh, No, it's a good question. I don't know, man. But like, that, sorry, I just, I just, just balked at the idea of the auto centers being considered cool. Like, you know, like not to speak ill of the dead, but there was nothing cool about Eugene Melnick and their never will be with that franchise so well all right what i guess we're gonna dismiss that um if i was a billionaire i could not own the leafs i'm too emotional for that One yeah loss. i don't know how i, I would love that omar o- i would love o- that rather omar rather, owning the leafs i couldn't do it rather I couldn't do it rather you than like a nameless faceless corporation my friend i, I, will, honest, I would glad, gladly i honest i i am way i know myself and i couldn't do it i could not do it if they for example they, they lose that great game to vancouver i'd walk like owner I would walk down to the room and be like, oh. I love it. <laughs> like, it would just be like the sensor beeps, like, like over and over again. I paid I feel... you this. I paid you this. I paid you this. We can't get out of the freaking first round and you're losing to Vancouver. I just have a screenshot yep. of the defense. You see this defense? We lost to this. Are you kidding me? I love it. It's I just very, picture very George oh, Sandbrenner in the 70s. I love it. Like, <laughs> I, good, good vibe. it. Yeah. I could not do it. I just see Obar going down to the room yelling at everyone, and then he takes Wade Simmons aside and gives him a talking to in Patwa. That's how it has to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it has to go. He just some rice, like, some rice and peas afterwards. Just like, <laughs> Wade, go on out of the room over there. Go on, for go on, go on now, go on, go on now. <laughs> Don't make me put your pot we of us. <laughs> That's how it has to go. Oh, um, did everyone else answer that question oh with Sam? How many wins the Canucks are going to have? I said six. Uh, do we have formal responses? I'll say seven. Seven. I'm going to say they're going to tie at seven. So they're going to match it. You're optimistic. Man, we, well, just reading on the schedule too. Three right? wins. Like, not, not that you guys were wrong by going opponent by opponent, but, you know, there's like sort of this any given Sunday mentality in the NHL too. There's going to be some random wow, variation. The Canucks get a true. win somewhere. So I'll say lucky number seven. Seven. Why not? Okay. Are you uh, saying Omar? six too, Omar? Sorry? Are you also you saying six? six? So the question is how many games are going to lose or how many games are going to win? How many how many wins will they have on December 1st? And right now seven. they have four? Yeah. Right now yeah, they have six. four. Yeah, six. Two. Okay. Two wins. They get two. I had a lot of people mad at me that I didn't give four as an option. Ha! Ha! Oh! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't know. There's only four polling options too, but like, why yeah. would you suggest more? I don't, I don't know. That's... Oh, that's oh so you funny. suggest less? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I guess. Oh man, I'm, we'll just have <laughs> I to wait like, and look, see. I, assume, I have to assume they're going to win one out of seven games. Yeah, there's no way they go like winless over the next seven. Oh, two right. weeks later. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen no don't get me wrong. I would like them to be at four wins. I think it would be deeply funny if they didn't win more than ten games this entire season. Oh, that's wow, actually that's my Washington. That's, That's a like Washington, Washington Capitals, Capitals level. Yeah, 74 Washington Capitals. They won you're going green to be bad, be Capitals. really good at being bad. That team There's no point being like games, averagely though. bad. I think, though, 
Has the worst team in the cap era been um Colorado that one year where they had like 49 points? Uh yeah, either them or one iteration of the Sabres. Was it? <laughs> yeah. No, but wasn't there that season where Detroit won like one iteration of the Sabres? Detroit. Games? But like, wasn't that also wrote, during the piece, that wasn't that Detroit team during the shortened season? Hold on, guys. I actually wrote to the bubble about this. I'm gonna look at this. Go ahead, Arun. Yeah, man. Like some of like some of like the the teams have been like bad, but like I'm pretty sure Colorado might have been like the one of the worst like in a long Detroit that year in 2020 had like they had the worst record that I remember for sure. They were really bad, and I know it wasn't a full 82 game season, but they were really bad. And you remember how that draft? You remember how that went for them after all that? They finished. They dropped. They they dropped the four, but they got their colder. But they got their colder, right? They got their cold cider or Lucas Raymond that year. Um, oh, so, that was cider, I think. So, to answer the question, cider. To answer the cider. question, it is either the 2016 17 Avalanche or the 2019 20 Red Wings. You guys were correct. Mm. Okay. So, it is yeah. those two teams. Yeah. 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 Okay. They should that do another sense. ESPN special on a different kind of rivalry. Just <laughs> <laughs> futility. Like, I yeah. love futility. <laughs> the Avalanche and Red Wings. Who was worse? Just call, it, just call right. it Haters Hour. I love it. All, all about it. All about it. That actually should be uh, an alternate segment for this show called uh, maybe not Haters Hour, but maybe Haters Minute, where like we just let one of y'all just hate on somebody or something. Ooh, uh, but we'll we'll, like we'll workshop that idea. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we'll workshop that idea. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to still have time uh, for this Hockey Hall of Fame segment I have prepared for y'all. Cool. Uh, but uh, we mentioned the Central Division of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that's a team. That's a Canadian team we do not mention enough on this show. We mentioned uh, the Canadians a lot. Good. We meant. Straight up, I didn't know they were good. We mentioned the Leafs a lot. We mentioned the Canadians. We've mentioned the Senators at times. Uh, the Canucks, obviously. Uh, the Oilers. Calgary trying to get a little bit more love. Gang, gang. But uh, the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> uh, they, as of this recording, uh, are atop the uh, Edmund, the uh, the Central Division. They have the best record among Canadian teams, even though the Edmonton Oilers are very close. Omar, to your point too, yeah, I'm very surprised that they're as good as they are. Remember, before the season even began, they took the C off of Blake Wheeler, mm. and they're good. They're a good team. I was actually talking with a, with a member of the Jets over the weekend. They were saying, yeah, like that helped Blake Wheeler. It took so much pressure off of him, and a lot of guys responded well to that. I'm I'm surprised. You know, like yeah. the captain, the change itself wasn't like surprising. It was the way they went about it. Well, like, yeah, the, like the Jets went about it. Like the captaincy changes happen all the time, but the Jets were very much made it clear that there was like a failure of leadership of some sorts, or that or he had lost the room in some way. Um, as to them being surprising, like I kind of share Omar's opinion that like yeah, I didn't realize the Jets were good. I also don't necessarily buy the fact that they're going to be sustainably good. Like they're a pretty middling possession team with some good shooting luck right now. And they're riding the coattails of their all-world goalie, Connor Hellebuck. Not only that, I think like I brought up earlier in the show, but like Colorado is on a four-game winning streak and very well catch them in like a game or two. Dallas, yeah. I think it's like tied or like on points or maybe like a point behind, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So the Stars can catch them too. You know, the Wilder, I think, are only like a handful of points back within a few games so like are the jets going to be in first sustainably for a long time i don't think so i definitely think colorado's going to catch them and by the end of this week and then how it plays off the rest of the season i'm not sure so like this idea of the jets being good too i think a lot of it stems from the idea you look at their roster and you're like okay they have blake wheeler they have kyle connor they have pierre luc dubois they have some names but they never really score consistently like josh morrissey is their leading scorer right now um so is this the year for the Jets? The problem, the equation hasn't necessarily changed. If they get a superhuman run from Connor Hellebuck, then yes. But otherwise, I don't see it. Yeah, I think to Arun's point, point, they're they're kind of benefiting from from a lot of teams, especially in the Western Division, having like a weird start. Like mm-hmm. for a while, like Chicago and Arizona were like legitimately in like playoff spots, and like Colorado were losing games. St. Louis has had a weird start. Like they've fallen a, a, off. A completely weird to start. Nashville was probably was probably we'd expect them to be higher. So like I think it's a combination of all those things. And then again, to Rune's part, of, uh, to Rune's point is that in a week this can be completely different because of how close things are. Like one win, Colorado is in first. Like Minnesota's probably probably gonna get, uh, gonna go up there. You'd expect Nashville to turn it around a little bit. You'd expect maybe St. Louis has another Stanley Cup freaking run out of nowhere and ruins the league perspective and stuff. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down to why why Winnipeg is so good, I think it's been why they've been good since 
well, since that Stanley Cup final, like after that, like well, you know, before during that time, they were a pretty decent, like well around team. Like they were their cup run, team. you mean, not yeah. cup final. Sorry, yeah. Oh yeah, the cup run. They that the one where they lost to Vegas been. and Vegas ended up going to the final. Mark Mark Andre Fleury ruined the Winnipeg Jets. You guys I watched that game. Make make the documentary. That one player ruined it for them because they were cup bound, man. They were a nasty team that year. They should have. And gone. then freaking Fleury said, "Nope, everything Dude, save, was... save, save." Game five, this... I. I flew to Vegas for 36 hours to watch that game. Mm. And it was glorious. It was like, (laughs) it is one of the best games I've ever seen in person. And I like what I remember from it was, I think the entire stadium stood for the entire third period. Like no one sat down. They like watched the game standing. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I gotta watch it right Vegas. So right now, man, like it's it's Hellebuck is keeping them alive, and you know, then they're getting their their contributions when it when they're coming. But like as far as long term, like I I don't know. I think once I think once the teams who have had a shaky start kind of snap out of it a little bit, then it'll be difficult for them to kind of maintain what they've already established now. Colorado's been right. playing without Natushkin and Landeskog. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Ask me uh, around American Thanksgiving because that seems to be a bit of an indicator on whether or not teams oh, were in God. playoff when positions is, will make it again? or not. Uh, I believe in what the uh, two Next weeks? Next week? Next week, actually. Okay, we're in a playoff spot. I just, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just checked checked the Atlantic divisions to make sure it's the least. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's good to know that uh, you very much are 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 keeping track of that. All right, are you guys ready? Uh, to uh, participate in an exercise I've put together yep. uh, involving some names. So yeah. I had an idea uh, to discuss uh, in light of uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, the induction ceremony being on Monday. I wanted initially for everyone to name me a player who should be in the Hall of Fame. And I thought, oh, you know what? That's a lot of work. So instead, I've decided to compile some stats and some accolades uh, for some players, but I'm not going to mention who those guys are. I'm just going to read off a bit of their resume and you tell me if they should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame or not. Does that sound cool? Does that, does that sound fun? Oh, yeah. That's good. That sounds yeah. good. cool. Can we, and then after that, can we try yeah, to guess the player outright, Julian? Sure. Okay. You could if you want. Oh, yeah, okay. Why not? Okay. Um. All right. I'm just going to go at random here with all the names that I have here. I have five different names. Okay. Um. So this guy, two-time Vezina nominee, Olympic gold medalist. As far as I know, they've never made a Stanley Cup final. And the lone individual honor that they've won is a King Clancy Award, but he has four over four hundred and fifty career wins as a goalie. I think I know. Who Currently it is. not in the Hall of Fame. I think I know who it is. Okay, I think it's Curtis Joseph, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so you're saying it's Curtis Joseph, and you're saying he should be in the Hall of Fame. Why would you say the first off? Why would you say this person with this resume, whoever this person is, should be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I think he was one of the best goalies of an era where it was a golden age for goalies. Um, you know, certainly maybe there is some Maple Leafs bias in there too, a little bit, but he led the Leafs to the most prosperous era of my time growing up. He was really good. He had like, like he was a stellar goalie for like one of the best goalies in the league for eight to nine years. Um, and I guess the resume part, because he was on the 2002 Olympic team, if memory serves, right? Yes, he was. And has never been to a Stanley Cup final, I think, hence the guess. Nope. Um, but so for that, for those reasons, I would say Curtis Joseph's in, but he should be one of those guys that gets in the hall, like as like on the, like the seniors committee, like in 25 years. Anyway, okay, that, that, so, that's, so, so that, that's my that's that's my whole thing. Anyway, Sam Omar, does this person still nameless for now? Uh, should they be in the Hall of Fame or not? Um, I don't know. I I think it sucks because there there's some there are some moments where like getting a Stanley Cup is like it's cool, and other times it's just like ah, you've done so much, you can kind of let it slide. I I don't know if I can answer that question without any bias because like Cujo was sick. Um, so yeah. I don't so I don't know. I don't know if I can answer if I can answer that question like with you know without any bias. Like I, I think bias I'd say yeah that'd be cool. Like but without bias, like I don't know. I, I think I I think there are probably some goalies that might that that might I guess get some notice get some notice or consideration before that. I can think of a few. All right. So I so I guess from that I'm kind of split down the middle. Okay, Sam, I don't think you have uh, 
I mean, I don't know if bias really matters here, but it seems to be in this case. Um, King Clance, go ahead. I would say... Can you remind me of the stats again? Uh, so f- 454 career wins as a goalie. I didn't mention the amount of games played, 943. Two-time Vezina nominee, Olympic gold medalist, never into a Stanley Cup final. Oh, never uh, went to a final. Ouch. Never been to a Stanley Cup final. Okay. I, I have like two points to make here. I, I think I would sure. be on the fence. I can kind sure. of understand why they're not in yet. I can see the argument either way. Mm-hmm. But related to that, my biggest beef with the Hall of Fame is that they treat it like the NHL Hall of Fame, and it's not. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's right. That is a very and good point. And it drives me insane that all of the stats are like, well, what did they do in the NHL? What awards did they win? It's like, that's not the point of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And that mentality is also why they only allow two women to be inducted every year. That's very true. We need. Where I was waiting on you to bring lie? up that point. That's something that we mentioned the last Where time we talked about the, the Hockey Hall of Fame on this show. Where is the lie? I do not see any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you seem to be on the fence with uh, the mystery person. I'm on the fence. Okay. I'm going to say no. Okay. All right. So we have two yeses and one no. Yes, it is Curtis Joseph. For the next few ones, I will uh, we'll get you to hold off on guessing until we go okay. through all the stats okay. first. Sorry, my bad. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. This this is cool. This was something that like literally came to mind like 15 minutes before we started recording. I uh, probably could have thought about that a little bit better too. That's okay. How about I like this? that he knew right away. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, that's amazing yeah. that Arun knew. But also yeah. Arun is, is incredibly smart. So like that's oh, yeah. great. How about this guy? Sometimes. Um, 1184 career points in almost 1,500 NHL games. He's won the Stanley Cup once. He's only been an all-star once. But he's won the Selkie Trophy twice. Oh, I know this. Don't guess who it is. Don't guess who it is. Okay. This player should be in the hall, though, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Just just off of that. So can you – so 1,100 points? 1,184 career points. Okay. 1,184 career points. Sorry? Say one more time. 1,184 career points. In how many In almost 1,500. In In 1,500 games. In 1,484 career games. So under 1,500. Man. Wait. They won the Stanley Cup once. Is that? My vote is yes. My vote is yes. I think I know who it is. Yeah. Not only yes, but I can't believe he's not in. (laughs) Okay. Can you guys, you guys want to all guess all at once? Yes. No. I feel like you guys all know the day. <laughs> On the count of three, people. One, two, three. Rod the Brindamore. There we go. Rod yeah. Brindamore. You're yeah. very good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not in. That's wild, man. It's crazy yeah. that he's not in. How much fun would it be if the Hurricanes won the cup and then he gets inducted into the hall? So he's got like wins the cup in June and goes into the hall in November next year. And then just like That'd be cool. everyone like through the chest because he's jacked. He can still play in the league. I'm not convinced. Mention, speaking of Jack, he has a Jack Adams. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want the giveaway on your hint was the two selfies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this next player? Four hundred and one career wins as a goalie. He's won the cup three times, but he's only been an All Star once. But he's also one of a handful of goalies to have scored a goal. Three cups, three cup wins. one all star. I believe it's 12 goalies have scored in the National Hockey League. I know who this but is, but he they have scored 400 wins. No, he should not be in the ending and the whole of you. Why am I blanking so hard? Who is okay, Sam? This one, I don't do know who it is. is. So, yeah. Sam, why do you think this person should not be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, because he played behind a team that would have won the cup regardless of who oh, was in the is in it? Net. I oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. You could have iced like AHL goaltender and they would have won. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I I, I, I agree. I agree. also because I'm an Abs fan. So yeah, I that, agree. Yeah. No for me. There's some bias there. <laughs> yeah. There's some bias in your answer. Uh, yeah, Arun, Arun, do you know who this it. is? I think I know who it is now. I would say no based off the resume, but also if it, the player is who I think it is, then it's a no. Okay, so uh, yeah, who's gonna, who's going to guess it? Who's going to just say the name? I'm not Chris nearly Osgood. sure. Osgood. I think yeah. it's Chris, Chris Osgood. Osgood. Yeah. yeah, it is Chris Osgood. Uh, yeah. There is a big debate over whether or not Chris Osgood, who yes, he won those cups with the Detroit Red Wings, it was a big yeah. part of them. That's like me coaching Team Canada and saying, "Give me the Jack Adams." 
No, that's not true. Man, man, those <laughs> scenes were sick. Come on. Those that's scenes true. were sick. That's true. That's true. That's true. Those I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. You behind the bench for Sidney Crosby and and, and imagine like the that, 2010 like, team. Yeah, yes. Example. Sydney, go. I <laughs> just do something. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, man. Like those two <laughs> were freaking disgusting, man. They were great. They oh my were god. Great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Chris Osgood to be yeah, I'm on the fence with Chris Osgood. It's the Hall Maybe of Fame. So that it would... It's the Hall of Fame. Emphasis on fame. Where's the fame at? I mean, not a lot of goalies wore cages like Chris Osgood. That's that's pretty famous, I guess. I mean, so yeah, good. but you know, yeah, you Chris Terreri wore hey, a cage. Hey, Dominic hey, hey, wore a hey, and also he won Stanley Cups. Cool. That brings about notoriety and fame. I, I guess. right. I yeah. guess, man, but like, I don't know. Are you going to give Auntie Niemi? Are you going to put Auntie Niemi in the Hall <laughs> right. of Fame? Hell no. Uh, he didn't win all those cups for Chicago. He only won one. I keep forgetting three. on that team. Auntie Niemi was there for that first cup, uh, that cup win uh, in how many years for Chicago? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, with one of the weirdest, uh, weirdest uh, game winning goals to that, but that's for another day. All right. How about this player, Michael Layton? Oh my God! Yeah, that's that was, true. That we had like one of the worst ever before. You, that's like one of the worst goalie battles ever. Anti ever. Michael ever. It's the worst one ever. Oh my oh God! Hold that. <laughs> I I high pitched screamed what at the TV when freaking they were celebrating. I was like, that went in, and they showed the replay. And I was like, no freaking way! Man. Bro, I watched that, that one at Palladium. Goal. I was oh. working at Palladium when I watched that one. With so, what is up. Palladium? Palladium is like an adult. Well, no, it's an, it's awesome. an adult. It's an arc, basically a huge arcade. And I was working so there at sick. the time. So I watched the game on silent. Doing my shit. <laughs> I, was my, yeah. I was in my mom's bed. I was in my parents' yeah. bedroom on their like tiny TV watching it. So, and I remember just thinking that was also the year of those like um, those really cool NHL, those, um, those commercials they had in the playoffs where they would take a moment and they would replay, they would like rewind it. It's like, what if this player didn't do this? Oh, those yeah. moments, those are some of the best NHL moments. And just the music from the commercials in my head is like, wow, Patrick Kane might like do something cool here. And then he scored. And well, you know, that was when we thought of that championship in lighter times. And now we know the truth. And now we yeah. know the truth. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to another player here. I have two other names. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two really obvious things about, well, at least there's one obvious thing about this person that I'm going to withhold for now. Um, but they're, they only have one individual accolade. Uh, they were, uh, they won a lady Bing Memorial trophy in 2003. Um, they've only hit like a, they only had like two 100 point seasons, which is very interesting to me. Uh, but they've been an all-star six times. And they are a member of the Triple Gold Club, yet still not in the Hall of Fame. How many goals? All time? Like in their career. Uh, 473. Okay, so wait, is that, is it? No, is that? No, no, it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. Well, Triple Gold Club, that's pretty freaking cool. It is pretty yeah, cool, so right? That's Olympic, Olympic, World Championship, and the Stanley Cup. Correct. They have won all three of those, but they are not in the Hockey Hall of Fame as of now. I don't know if I want to give y'all this hint because uh, I feel like that just makes it super obvious or more obvious than it should. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. What's the hint? Uh, they scored 76 goals in a season. No, I thought, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There it is. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> So yes, it right. should be in the hall. Yeah. All right. Say the name, everybody. It's Alex McGillney. Alex McGillney. Alexander McGillney. Former yeah. Leaf. So sick. So cool. Yeah. I have such like a weird. I have I such a weird connection. Like the most like, obvious early... person who should be in. The I hall. don't know it's why he's great. not. I don't it know makes how no he's sense. not, man. Makes oh no my sense. god. Freaking so sick. I forget that McGillney won a cup. It doesn't come like top of mind, but he did. It's like, I think it's maybe because it was just so late towards the end of his career, but. Mm. To the year two, well, it's funny enough. Uh, the yeah. year two thousand with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I think he scored forty three goals that regular season, like near the end of his career. But like he still, that was like what probably his last really good year. Yeah, and he gets himself a Stanley Cup to cap off winning a, a triple, being a member of the Triple Gold Club. All right, one last one for you guys. Uh, Hart Trophy winner, 
uh, won the last Jimmy Pearson Award, now known as the Ted Lindsay Award, Olympic gold medalist, um, 865 points in his lifetime, though. So he has not reached 1,000. How many goals? Uh, 372. He won the heart in the Lester B. Pearson, but points. Does, does, does this person's name start with a P? No. Okay. Because I was like, oh, were you thinking? Because there's, because when, uh, from the initial plan of this, I had a person that, like, I think that may not have, like, a lot of points and stuff, but, like, I think should get in at some point. We can talk about it afterwards. Uh, I don't know who this person is. Um, oh, my guess this player's in the hall already. So it's not him. This, yeah. So this person uh, currently not in the hall, uh, 865 ooh. career points. And how actually, many games? actually, you know what? Yeah, eight hundred and sixty-five points. Okay, and how many games? In in seven hundred and sixty games, and no other like world championships and international players. Heart trophy. I think they they have a gold medal. Did you did you think just wear. just just without trying to think of who this person is? Do you? Think no, no, I'm not trying. Is... No, I'm like I'm yeah. trying to figure out like just based off yeah, of, yeah, like yeah. so they just have an Olympic gold uh, gold medal. And that's it. Yeah, they won it in uh, 2002. Eh. Eh. You can say it. So, so you don't no feel this me, person should be... Yeah. That's so, a... you, so, you, so you're saying no. I'm Sam, saying you're like... saying no. Arun, are you saying... What are you saying? Don't, a, don't guess who this is. A circumstantial no based on like what are the circumstances that led to the end of their career. So I guess it's a no. I, don't know. I, I guess it's a no. No, you can't. Okay. You can't. So I guess it's a no for now with an asterisk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have to admit for this one, that one is a trick question because this person is already in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That is Eric Lindros. Yeah, I figured oh. it because, yeah, it had to be Lindros because I was like, this person's in the hall. It can't be it. Oh, okay. <laughs> those are trick questions. Trick question. Yeah. Fair. It was a trick question. So That's you guys all fair. said, very interesting. Well, I mean, then again, you're right. I didn't mention the context of the injuries that led to them only playing so uh. many games. Yeah, man, that's, like, there's so many, like, you look at so many, like, careers of players, like, even the careers that were sick, and it's just, like, frig, man, like, if you're just healthy, like, holy, like, the things you, and, like, Eric Lindros is, is, is one of them, which which is so unfortunate. Even think of, like, Mario Lemieux, man, like, Mario Lemieux already had a sick career, but, like, imagine if it was, like, full-on, like, pff, fine, Saka yeah. Koivu, another yeah. one as well, it's just, like, it's so unfortunate, but, yeah, what was the name of the player you were you were thinking of at first who you didn't want to reveal? Oh, your me? first guess. Yes. Oh, I man. Okay, so I am I am well aware that this person may not have like the all the accolades and stuff, but like I love freaking Pavel Datsuk, man. He what he did for the game, like yeah. he completely changed the game. Like when it comes to like skill, the Datsuki and Deke, he murdered Logan Couture. That freaking clip, just like I, that, always goes in my head. So like, when it comes to like a person that may not have like the the accolades and like the all the trophies and stuff, you know, did win a Stanley Cup, but like when it comes to this like raw influence in the game of hockey, like I hope he's someone that like not like a not like anytime soon, because obviously you know like there are other names you want to get to for sure, but like I hope at some point like what Pavel Datsu did to like the sport of hockey gets recognized because like. This magic, they called him the magic man for a reason, and he just did some disgusting stuff out there. Just like and just made it look e- made it look easy. So I will yeah. see his influence on the game today too. Yeah, like it's not yeah. just like a guy oh, from yeah. many decades ago who you're like, man, I don't really remember him. You you do re- like we literally Nick Suzuki pulled off like a yep. Datsukian is that pool like, the other week. The Suzuki's, right? and- the Marners, the Trevor Zegrises, like that's Datsukian oh, stuff that they're doing, man. There's, like there's- yeah, man, there, it's it's unreal. There's one other thing on Datsuk too. I think no one has made the game, no one's made defensive responsibility look more fun than Pavel Datsuk. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and he's that won part, more than one Selkie trophy. And that part mm-hmm. translated to the modern game too, right? Where like, yeah, like you see these young guys trying cool shit out for sure. But I think that part too, like the emphasis playing defense side of hockey, it's like, oh, that's Geek Carpenter's role. Like, nah, like you can be a high end player and try cool stuff and be the best defensive player, best defense forward in hockey. Yeah. So I think that's like I, an equal part of his legacy. Triple gold club winner, two-time Stanley Cup champion, uh, three-time Selkie winner, four-time Lady Bing. I mean, fine, he doesn't have a thousand points, I if I recall correctly, but yeah, I don't think I, I think don't see any like reason. A, yeah, like nine eighteen career points. 
I don't see any reason why Pavel Dexuk shouldn't be in, in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Sam, are you willing to say something nice about a member of the Detroit Red Wings? I think Dexuk should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, at least we got you to say that. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and also, wasn't, wasn't that – I think Datsuk was like, well, like a seventh-round pick or something? Yeah. Something. He was like, one of those late-round picks from like, the Detroit Red Wings. Yes. They like, objectively, he should be in, in yeah. the Hall. Yeah. Hmm, one hundred and seventy. Actually, you know what? Overall. See, I like playing this game, but I also don't because I feel like the least are going to be involved in this. But I'm kind of curious. Uh, what do you mean? You ever play that game of who went before and who went after? Oh, do you want to do? Okay, that's you want to do that really I'm going really to look now and, and see who went before. <laughs> I swear. Okay, don't do don't so, do this yourself, Omar. It's so a, it's a bad I know right. for a fact for Zetterberg. Yeah, I know pick. for a fact the Leafs don't had do... a pick before or after, and they drafted some goalie. I have no idea who they are. You're just inviting so, a world of so, pain, man. Don't so do it. So 1998 NHL entry draft, yeah. uh, 171st overall, sixth round pick, uh, Pavel Datsyuk. Uh, the Blues had a pick just before. The Devils had a pick after. Uh, immediately, I don't see... Oh, okay. So the Leafs did have a pick in that round. Okay, but it's uh, not close. I feel better. I feel good. Woo! He's not okay. that close, but like... Good. Okay. I don't know. The Zetterberg no one is tough. I'm pretty sure like it was Zetterberg. Ooh. No, I'm pretty sure it was the Leafs and then Detroit and then they got Zetterberg like right after. I was like, oh my God, Jesus. Oh, the pain. Okay. Anyway. We can cool. look before we cause uh, Omar any more pain. We'll wrap up this uh, week's editions of, of this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, great job, everyone, on the Hall of Fame game. That's what we'll call it. Uh, you guys did very well, and good job on some of the other topics too. Arun, thank you for tapping in for for Avery, who would have been fashionably late for this podcast anyway. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and uh, keep us honest for December first. We will track how many wins the Vancouver Canucks will get between now. And then Sam, I'm sorry. You don't have, have to, to count very high. <laughs> Hopeful. Well, maybe, maybe they prove us wrong. Maybe they Imagine don't they, want to, want to be wrong. Imagine I they want Connor Bedard. That's true. Holy, that'd be so funny. They win every single game. Oh my Holy. god. That's where Joe keeps his job. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if I I think I said this in the group chat. My my new favorite term is a tank awareness. I love yes. that. I love that term. So if they if they lose all those games, that's high tank awareness. But if they win those games, low tank awareness. I love that. I love that term. We so will it, find a way to properly quantify tank awareness and use it as the latest advanced metric to <laughs> to to look at teams who should be tanking. Mm-hmm. For Rune, Omar, and Sam, I'm Julian Singh. So long. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. <laughs>